This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's get right into it today because we are joined by once again someone from the new Bravo series Camp Getaway, Miss Sophia D'Angelo. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? You look so like I don't know, warm and you're in Boston, right? Or Massachusetts? Boston. Yes, but it's like the first warm day we've had in so long, so I'm fully embracing it. Are you going outside? Like, what have you been up to during quarantine? Yeah, um, I feel like going on walks is like the only thing that's really keeping me sane. I feel like I probably go on at least four walks a day just to get outside and like, no matter what the weather is, just give a little normalcy to life, you know? Do you live like right in Boston? I do, I live in the seaport, so like right downtown. Wow. I should start going out for walks every day in New York. You know what it is? In the beginning, I was too afraid to. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm not. Because you're just not used to it. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, but somehow I've been so freaking busy that I don't even have time for a walk now during the day, as crazy as that sounds. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. I feel like because meetings have just been replaced with calls after calls after calls. Like, I totally get it. But I just like, first thing in the morning, I make myself get outside, like before I start doing anything else. And it's helping my mood tremendously. (laughs) Well, I started these like workout boot camps from home. I love it. And so I don't know when I started them. I don't even know what week we're in. Like, what is this week eight, maybe? At least it feels like week 82, but yeah, probably. I've lost track of time. So I, the first half didn't do any, because I'm just like, if I can't go to the gym, there's no point in any of this. Yeah. Then I realized there's some point in some of it. So I started doing these at-home workouts, but it doesn't matter. Like, even when I eat so healthy, my pants do not fit when I put them on to leave my apartment. So. I know. It's hard. It's so hard. You just, you're not, you're not moving. Like, yeah, you might get your normal workout in, but think of how much you're usually walking and like up and around and like being active. We're just not right now. Our bodies are like, what is going on? That's like really what it is. So that's like, that's so nice you. It'll come off. It'll come off. I, I think so. Who have you been? So are you quarantining by yourself? Like, who are you quarantining with? Well, I actually went home, like, really early, home to my parents' house in New Jersey um, back in, like, the second week of March. Um, My building, I live in, like, a high-rise building, and they shut down all of the amenities outside of, like, your apartment itself. Um, Welcome to my life. Yeah, and I was like, so I can't go to the gym. Like, I work from home, so I was like, I can't even, like, go down to the lounge to work. And I live in a studio apartment. So I was like, nah, screw this. Um, and I went home and I was with my parents for like seven weeks in New Jersey, which was really nice because I got like a big house. They like live in the woods. I had my dog. Like it was you the home cooked meals. Exactly. It was so nice. And, you know, I never thought I'd have that much time with my parents again, you know? And I mean, it's living with your parents. So it's not always easy, but it was super nice. And like, for as shitty as the circumstances were, it was like nice to be with them. Um, but I got to week seven and I was like, I think it's time to like 
slowly get back to real life. So I've been in Boston like just over a week now. And is everything in your building still closed? Oh yeah, everything's I same mean, here. Yeah, we're, we, we're the same as you guys. I feel like they're saying May 18th, like the first phase is gonna open, but I just don't believe it. Well, I don't even know. So I don't watch the news anymore, but they were saying like May 15th, which mind you is like tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, by the time everyone hears this, it's not going to be May 15th, but May 15th <laughs> is tomorrow. And so I don't like, I don't know what, I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't even know what's going on, but it's not going to be tomorrow. I so I don't know how it's all, but the same thing, like our building gym and stuff was open until the state was like, you can't keep it open. Right. But same thing, like we have like a roof deck, so that's probably open now, but I've just been so busy every day that I'm like, oh my God, I just can't leave the apartment today. So hopefully I need to start getting back into like having more of a life. Yeah. Get some sunshine. It's good for you. <laughs> now. So like you're still doing your day job. Yeah. So I own an events company, um, experiential marketing and events production. So obviously my whole world kind of flipped upside down. I had every event canceled from March through like August. Um, I still have a couple of like the bigger ones that got pushed to dates in the fall, but I'm pretty skeptical they're even going to happen. Like we're talking a couple hundred person events and I just, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. So same thing. So, I mean, what I do is like the genesis of my podcast and it, so it's partly interviewing people like you that are on Bravo, but then a big part of my podcast, which is three days a week now is me. Like I'm friends with a lot of the people on Bravo. So it's me hanging out with them. But then when I'm not friends with someone, I will get on a plane and travel to create a story for all my lovely listeners. So like if, you know, Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules is doing a stand-up show in Detroit, this is a true story. I got on a plane and I flew to Detroit to see Kristen and then, so to that point, I had eight trillion things were canceled also. Yeah, like, I know. I've never been such a micromanager with my American Express of like, I have the time. I'm like, wait, this like $49 charge, this needs to cut. Like, I have managed every last thing of what's outstanding. And, but it was the same thing. I was like, everything was up in arrears. Like, I just didn't know what was going on. I know, I know. So I'm trying to keep busy and I'm like pivoting a lot. I've been doing like a lot of at-home entertainment type stuff. Um, like how so? Like what's like, is your... I've been partnering with local chefs in Boston to do these at-home date night boxes. So every week we switch the theme. Um, and if you sign up, you get food or ingredients delivered. And then we do a virtual class. So we've done like virtual pasta making. We did dumplings. We did like a grilled pizza night. Um, we've done like the perfect steak inside. Um, and it's all about like everyone gets uh, the food delivered. They get booze delivered. I do personalized playlists for everyone. And then you get some sort of activity, whether it's a class or whatever it is that week. Um, so that's been fun. And how is, so that's, I mean, that's, was that your idea? I mean, that's a great idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I like really had to think about like what my company mission was and the goal and at the core of everything I do is entertainment and experience. And I was like, we need that more than ever right now. So I tried to figure out how I could bring that to my customers and clients. So I've been doing that and now I'm kind of like trying to reach out to some other extensions of that. So we'll see, we'll see where I kind of net out, but I agree. It's keeping me really busy, which is good. I think if I had nothing to do, I'd be losing my mind. I mean, that's really just kind of what's happening. Cause even in terms of like a lot of the Bravo people are doing it, like Tamara and Vicky are hosting some like virtual happy hour. I haven't really partaken in any of these, but yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's just going to be the new way for 
like celebrities to make money in the sense of like all these in-person yeah. are now yeah. going online. I think it's pretty cool because you get exposure to celebrities, Bravo or not, that you never would before, right? Like being on a Zoom with someone is so different than, you know, not being able to come see them in person. Like, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Well, that's the thing. Like if you could pay a certain amount of money, because it isn't just Bravo people, like big celebrities are doing it. Yeah and then have like a two minute call with someone, then that's something. Like you're actually talking to the person. Yeah. So that's, in a way it's more intimate than you would ever get to with this particular person. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's pretty cool. And in a way they just have to sit there in their living room and do them. You know, I mean, I would be exhausted after an hour or two myself Zoom fatigue is real. It's a real oh my thing. God, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. I have Zoom. No, it's better than anyone. <laughs> oh my God, I have Zoom fatigue. At first, I enjoyed these immensely. I was like, you know, but work has the one thing that has truly kind of gotten me by. Because, like, same thing with what you do. Like, you still feel like you're talking to another person, so it kind of gets you. It kind of gets you there. Absolutely. But I would think, I don't know, I think that your in-person events, I can't see any of them happening. But what do I know? No, I think they're going to they're gonna have to be smaller. Some things are going to have to go totally virtual. Um, it's tough because a lot of what I do too is um, nonprofit fundraisers and functions and things like that. And for example, one of the nonprofits I work with and do their gala, they do one gala a year. They raise 80% of their fundraising for the entire calendar year in that wow. one and it's like, if that doesn't happen, what's going to happen to that organization, you know? Well, you know, because I go to so many freaking events, I guess I'm on like every mailing list for every theater. And, you know, it's, it's not like it's New York. I mean, I'm getting emails from like, yes, I was at that thing for Kristen in Detroit. I was something, I was at in Austin, Texas for something. I'm getting calls and emails from every, I never realized just how the theaters needed money i mean the theaters must operate at such a slim yeah. like margin because every theater is calling me just basically saying like what would you like to donate and i'm like oh my god like there's <laughs> i mean there's it's only so many places i can donate guys. yeah and it's like i mean i don't know i'd rather anything go to a cause like frontline workers or something yeah. than just like a theater so but i'm getting stalked so that's <laughs> That's that whole thing. Now, did you, before being on Bravo and Camp Getaway, like, were you a Bravo fan? Like, we know our good friend Randall is obsessed with Bravo for yeah. Camp Getaway. Yeah, Bra uh, Randall's definitely a whole nother level when it comes to Bravo. I would never challenge her knowledge in any way. Um, but I watched a good amount of Bra Bravo. I think the only thing that probably hurts me is that I started my company just about two years ago now. And I hate when other people that say this, but honestly, the past two years, I have not watched a lot of TV. <laughs> like, honestly, I get it. at all. I feel like I'll have TV on, but it's just in the background and I'm working, you know? Um, but yeah, I have been like a huge Top Chef fan since like the day that it started. I've watched probably almost every season. I've seen plenty of Housewives. Um, I mean, how many seasons of Housewives are, have there been? Do you know? Well, it depends on the franchise, but the oldest franchise is the OC, Beverly, which is Beverly Hills. Or is it OC? No, yeah, OC, which has done fourteen seasons. They're filming the fifteenth one right now. I feel like now. I definitely watched. I mean, like all the way through, probably the first like seven seasons of that at least, and I've seen it like sporadically since then. Um, I'm also a huge Summer House fan. 
seen all of those. It's so funny. You were the second person I have talked to today. I've talked to one of the Real Housewives of Miami, which has long been off the air. And out of nowhere, she was like, these are the shows I like on Bravo. And one of them was Summer House. And I'm like, what? I know. I kind of... No, I mean, I like it. I just... I can't. I love it's, it. It's uh, the ratings must. I have to check them. The ratings must be way up on Summer House because I think more people watch it now than they ever have. Absolutely. I think this last season, like, it was just so good. There was just so much going on. There was so much drama. It was like every episode was super exciting. And I like, honestly, the whole thing that kept me going is I wanted to know about Hannah and Luke if they ended up together, if they were dating, what was happening. So that kept me watching like on that alone. Well, Luke has been on this very show, so there you go. You need to go back and listen to the I Luke. I am going to. They literally just came out this past Monday, and it's amazing. He said all sorts of things. Who is your favorite on Summer House? Uh, probably Lindsay. I love Lindsay. Really? Bell. Yeah, she just. I love that she's just herself, and like she might be like kind of crazy and do something drunk, and then the next night she just totally owns it instead of like getting all defensive and kind of like owns the crazy, which we all have, you know? She's a good one. Who's your least favorite? Um, uh, I probably have to say Carl. I knew you were going to say that for some reason. Carl, I know. He might get a bad at it. I feel like I'm a little, now I like, after I've seen a couple of episodes of my own show, I'm like, I get how they, they, they edit things. Um, but just seeing him with that many girls and kind of like toy with girls' emotions, I'm like, man, it's like too close to home. Can't do it. <laughs> Well, we are not going to say my least favorite, but I do have a least favorite. And my favorite is definitely Hannah, by far, all day. And Hannah knows this. I've made it very clear. (laughs) Normally, I don't give a lot of opinions on this show because it's not really my place. But Hannah is all day, every day, my absolute favorite part of Summer She's hysterical. Her tweets, like, they kill me. She's so funny. She's a real and honest. Like, I love that. And she's a good quarantine. She's right on point with a lot of her quarantine assessments. Yeah. Have you seen Giggly Squad with her and Paige? It's so funny. Like, uh, no, but a lot of people watch it every night at 10. You can watch it when you're like, you like, you know, end of the night, you need something to watch, watch it. Because it's pretty funny. Their banter is just so good, the two of them. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. It's really smart. I mean, it's a smart idea. So smart. It's yeah. a smart idea. So Summer House, do you have a favorite? So what, what's your favorite Housewife franchise? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have a favorite. I'm loving Beverly Hills right now. New York, I'm like partial to because obviously I grew up in Jersey. So, um, Do you watch Jersey? I have watched Jersey, but I haven't watched like probably the most recent season. It's not your favorite. You like I New York better. I was when I started, when it first started. Um, and then I got really into Below Deck. And I've seen, I think I've probably seen all of Below Deck. And I just started watching The Sailing, which is different. There's a lot. Well, we have a lot of Below Deck people coming up here also. We've sat down. Well, the new season is coming back. Yeah. I saw June 1st, right? Yes, I think I forgot the date. Definitely June. I, yes. I I think you're right, June 1st. I'm excited for that too. 
So do you have a favorite housewife? Like of, of the moment. It doesn't have to be overall um, favorite. I well, I'm gonna say overall favorite is absolutely Bethany. I love Bethany. I love that Lisa makes I think Bob. I think Bethany's is a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I yeah, I absolutely adore her. And actually she um spends half her time in Boston. So I've seen her a couple of times in Nantucket. Um I don't know if there was boyfriend was she yeah she does now yeah yeah um who else i don't know i love so many i don't know that she's my overall favorite though if i had to pick one that's a good one to have as your overall favorite do you have an overall favorite are you allowed to say it i would say bethany would be way up there for me ramona is way up there for me (laughs) and lisa rinna is probably way up there for me she's those three and maybe erica jane like the the obvious ones the obvious ones here (laughs) um so how did you get involved with uh camp getaway so wild so random um i had heard about camp getaway before and had friends who had gone um and i found out about like becoming a counselor and like i don't know how much you know or what randall told you but basically if you're a weekend crew you don't get paid right? So you go and you're not getting paid, but everything is free. So like you get to stay for free, you get free drinks, it's free food, you do all the activities, the parties, whatever. So you have like free access to everything. Um, and typically you only work like a couple hours a day, right? So you lead like one or two activities. And other than that, your job is just to like do what we do. It's like party with the guests, make sure everyone's happy, kind of be like customer service, whatever. Um, so I found out about these parties and it turns out they were like looking for people with events experience. And I was like, great, like this lines up. I'll get out of the city on the weekends, which is what I was like dying to do. Um, I'd gone through like a really shitty breakup. So I would just like wanted something new, everything lined up. And then I found out about the show and I was, I don't even know, shocked, but like at first I didn't really believe it either. I was like, they're going to film a show. Like, are you sure this isn't like a scam? Like, I don't really, is this real? Um, but I went with it and by the end when they were like, do you want to do it? I realized this is so cheesy, but it's just true. The only reason I wasn't going to do it is because I was too afraid. And I was like, that's not a reason you pass up this incredible opportunity. Like what's the worst that can happen? Right? Like one of the things I remember the producers telling me was, yes, we have control of like the edit and how, you know, somewhat of how things play out, but like, we don't have control over you. So it's all about how you act, how you hold yourself, how you respond to things. And, you know, that's what makes it reality versus scripted. So I was like, I'm not worried about being myself and other people seeing that. So I just went for it. That's good. Well, I mean, to answer your question about what could really go wrong, I mean, I don't know, like Teresa Giudice was in jail and now Joe Giudice lives in Italy. So I do think a lot of things could go wrong. True, true, true. I just meant in terms of like, I think my biggest fear was like, how am I, am I going to look bad? Am I going to do something stupid? Am I, what are people going to think of me? Right? Like, how do you not think about that when you're going to go on national television? Totally. Um, but I realized, you know, it's, it's like life. Some people are going to like me. Some people aren't going to like me and it is what it is. And like, as long as you stay true to yourself and I don't really, I didn't feel like I had anything to hide. That makes sense. So, okay. So when you, so how did you, so like when you were in the mix of applying for this job, you didn't know it was a reality show. And then like what, it was kind of simultaneous, like you got the job and by the way, we want to film it. Or did you actually work there first for like a year or something? Or it all kind no, of this, it, was, it was the same path. I didn't know. Um, I had never worked at camp before. 
So yeah, I went in blind. I didn't know anyone. I wasn't even exactly sure what I was going to be doing, but I was like, oh, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> and did you go to camp growing up or? I did, yeah. You did. So I actually, I was in, I grew up in, te- uh, in Texas outside of Houston until I was like 14, maybe 15. Okay. Uh, and so it was like a big thing. There was this huge camp in Arkansas called Camp Ozark. And like everyone from Houston went to this camp. And I remember my best friend went the year before me and she got back and I was like, you know, seven or eight and was like, I have to go to this camp and like begged my parents for a year. And the next year, my sister and I both went back. Um, and then That's we went. so funny. That was history. <laughs> was that a big part of the interview process too? Or like they didn't really care if you were like a camp person or? No, they did because, you know, you were doing like super manual labor outside and living in like camp conditions. And it was important for them to know, like, you can handle this, you know, it's not, it's, it's very different. Like there's no, you're going to be on TV, but there's no glam squad. There's no, like, you have time to get ready. Like on any given day, we had like five or six minutes to get into our next costume. And I'm not joking. Like it was wild. Wow. Um, They had to make sure that you like understood what camp was and like kind of what you were signing up for. Wow. And did you meet like David or Claire, like through the interview process or no, like after you were hired? Yeah. Not until, um, we did like an orientation with them. So I didn't meet them until orientation. I knew about them. Like they described how the camp was set up and who my bosses would be and all that good stuff. But I didn't know anything about them until I got there. And you didn't know like any of the other people on the show now? No, I didn't know anyone. And then like, cause I know where it is in relationship to New York, but isn't that far from Boston? far it's like depending on who's driving if monica was driving monica's the other cast member from boston she somehow managed to get there in like three hours it usually took me four plus i don't know that's a long time just for like every weekend i mean i think it's bad enough i like go to the hamptons on the weekends and getting out there is a pain in the ass but it's not four hours it's three hours sometimes you know what the difference is though and i mean i've only been to the hamptons once so you would know way better than me this drive, you don't sit in traffic at all. Like you're straight driving, right? Um, so it's kind of like cathartic. Like I would just use that time to like call friends. I'd listen to podcasts. I'd be like on these like back roads, beautiful back roads in the country in Connecticut that like I didn't even know existed to be honest. So it wasn't a bad drive and it was like the end of my week. So like I could finish up work calls or whatever, you know, you get used to it when you do something that many times. So yeah, I guess if you have like a lot of work calls and you know, to your point, you're listening to the behind the velvet rope podcast every time, then it doesn't really matter. It's a quick drive, but that's true. It just sounds like I'm like four hours. Oh my God. I know. I got used to it. I feel like I used to like black out and I'd wake up and I'd be at camp because the drive would like one by that quickly. <laughs> so what was harder when you first started working there? Was it like, I mean, were the cameras there right away or was it like your first two weekends or no, it was like right away you were on camera? Right away, kind of like thrown in. Um, and I definitely think, you know, there's two episodes out now. I've seen the first two episodes. I'm barely in the first two episodes. I'm like looking at tweets and people keep being like, who is this blonde girl? Which I'm like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I was so nervous around the cameras the first two weekends. Like I was super quiet. I didn't really like stick my neck out anywhere. I just kind of like was trying to get wrap my head around things and like get a little more comfortable. And I think it took me until the se- after the second weekend to be like, okay, I get this. I know what's going on. I know like I get how this works. Um, so I finally start to kind of open up after so, <laughs> so you like purposely avoided the cameras the first two times? I don't know if I purposely avoided them, but I didn't go out of my way to like get involved in anything, if that makes sense. 
That like, makes sense. So, I was so busy. You know, we're working for the camp. We're not, when we get there, like we're not working. We don't work for Bravo. We don't work for the production company. We work for Camp Getaway. So there's so much to do at all times that I was just trying to wrap my head around like, okay, where am I supposed to be? Like silly things. Like you don't carry a phone. Right. So I've all day, I'd be like the first two weekends, I didn't have a watch. I was like, what time is it? Like, where am I supposed to be? This camp is 300 acres. Like it was like that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't think like I, I was as involved as I started to be once things uh, got a little more comfortable. So we're going to see more of you after the second episode. I think so. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to be pretty sick of myself after. <laughs> what was harder, like actually figuring out how to do your job or like figuring out how to like navigate the cameras? Both, both for sure. I mean, the, the job itself was super demanding. It was really physical. I mean, it was incredible because I got into the best shape of my life, which like RIP since quarantine, but um, we were outside all day on our feet, like on any given day on the weekend, I probably did like four solid hours of like physical activity, whether it was like yoga or ropes courses or climbing or hiking, whatever. Um, but it's just different, right? That's more physical. Whereas the cameras is more of like a mental game. I think like little things like not wanting to like, like going into the bathroom to change every single time and like all that kind of stuff by like the fourth week, you're like, screw it. They're like, you know, I know they don't want to show stuff that's not exciting. So if it's not exciting, I'm like, don't even worry about the cameras filming you. <laughs> right. You're like, there's only so much you can do. And then after a while, what? You just got used to it and you're like, I don't even notice the cameras were here. So used to it. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've kept mics all the time. So you just get used to people listening to you. What about what was harder, just like navigating the cameras or the other personalities of the other social coordinators? I think I'm lucky because I come from, you know, a profession where all I do is deal with different types of people all day, right? Like a huge part of events is customer service. So I deal with every sort of personality you can imagine. So for me, that wasn't hard navigating it. I kind of just tend to like take a more neutral road, which I think you'll see, um, and try to be empathetic and like understand where people are coming from instead of like inserting myself, um, which some people agree with, others don't, whatever. Um, so I didn't really have a problem with that, but I think um, tensions were just high. Emotions ran super high. And that's something I like didn't expect, like my own as well, um, which, you know, I think is a combination of like a ton of work and exhaustion and heat and alcohol, like put that together. It's like the perfect store. <laughs> right. Who did you bonds with the most out of like the other coordinators? You know what? People ask me that, but I can't answer it because... I feel like I have made different bonds with everyone in that group in different ways. Like if I'm like freaking out about something and like need someone to calm me down, like I'm going to go to Randall and Neely cause like they, they just get me. And if I need advice on like something with like press or social media or my business, like I go to Niall because he runs a super successful business. And if I just need someone to make me laugh, like I'll probably text Gavin. So I just, I feel like I bonded with everyone in different ways. Um, it's hard not to in a crazy situation that's like brand new for all of us, you know. Are you guys on like a group text for you all? All day, all day. Every really? Day. Oh yeah. What happened like after the first episode? Like were you all freaking out like when it came out? Yeah, yeah, it was fun, we were fun because you know, we'd been really excited about having like a watch party in New York and um, being all together and getting to like kind of relive stuff, which is hard because we can't do that. Um, but we've done a ton of Zooms and stuff, you know, throughout quarantine and did it one before the, the show aired um, the first Monday, which was really nice. Is there anyone that is like shocked, like almost like, oh my God, 
what the hell is up with that edit? I didn't expect that. I don't think anyone didn't expect it. I think, honestly, the first two weeks that we've seen, the first two episodes, we all kind of knew, like, it's a lot of establishing, right? Like, trying to establish who we are as a cast, establish how the camp runs so people understand. I think from here on out, it's like, all bets are off. Because um, this is when we started getting really comfortable with each other and, you know, some romances develop, some drama develops. It's like, people kind of put down that shield of like, okay, I have to be super nice and like, robotic, <laughs> you know, when you're like, sometimes first meeting people and getting right. comfortable. And now it's at the point where like, well, everyone's comfortable. So like shit kind of hits the fan. So I think we're all going to be kind of shocked to see how the season goes. Is there anyone you think that's going to end up being portrayed like the worst? I don't know, because already in the first two episodes, I feel like some things I thought they would have put in there, they didn't. Um, I do feel bad. Adam is a great guy, and they're definitely making him look like he's like Mr. Macho, conceited, lazy, and he's like, you know a really hard worker and has, you know, just been at camp for a while. So he's just like a little more chill than the rest of us who are like, you know, type A, have to do our jobs perfectly. Right. Um, so I hope that they show that other side of him. I mean, he's like super successful in finance in New York City and like works really hard and super ambitious. He's driven. For him, camp was like his escape to come and like swim in the lake and like meet people, you know? Um, so I don't know. I hope they turn it around because right now they're not showing him in the best light. No, they're not. They're right? showing him, you know, kind of like a womanizer and just like mm -hmm. wants to get laid and just right whatever which like okay fine any guy in his mid-30s who's single wants the same thing but like they're definitely playing it up <laughs> yeah they're definitely playing it up yeah and we'll see what happens between him and randall yeah we'll see what was i gonna say um was there like more temptation you think between the social coordinators to kind of you know break rules and sleep with each other or was it a lot of guest focus like giving you have different people every weekend yeah so the thing is they actually at one i don't know if i'm supposed to say this but i'll tell you anyways um there's not always like vip guests every weekend right um, so you'll see that kind of change with some of the episodes um like sometimes it's just a group of people and you don't really focus on a vip Right, exactly. So every weekend, I mean, it's hard to tell, but every weekend there's like a 300, 200 to 300 guests, right? Right. So a little group we're focusing on, those are just our VIP guests, but that's going to stop um, or like come in and out as the season goes on, I think. I think. Um, so I think that it becomes more about kind of our relationships, um, you know, whether it's friendship or romantic or drama, whatever it is. Um, that's so I think good. I'll just say the focus is more on that than the guests, but there are definitely some guests, even who are non-VIP, who will come in and out and play like a larger role. I think that's good. I mean, it's kind of like, I've said this before, like when I talked to David and Randall, it's like below deck meet summer house. That's I, what I feel this show is. I know. I know. I saw someone from, I forget who it was, someone from below deck said something about like how we don't really work or something. And I wanted to. <laughs> To respond to them like, okay, come to camp for a weekend and I'll show you how much we don't work. <laughs> what, what were they just like, well, at least on Below Deck, we like bust our asses and yeah, these people are just... It was something like that. And I wanted to be like, are you watching the timestamps? It's like 2 a.m. and I'm up at 7 a.m. Like, uh-uh, don't go there. <laughs> I wonder who that was. I can't remember now. It was one of the girls. Interesting. 
It wasn't Riley or Kate Chastain or any of them? No, no. I would have loved it. Huh. I would love for Kate to come for a weekend. She would crush Kate, it. Kate would be great. So good. Kate would be great. So, like, I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, and then what about, like, were you trying to, like, you know, in addition to a job and, like, a reality show, like, what about, you know, like, did you want to try to meet someone, too? Like, we all know Randall is on the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I came in in kind of like a weird headspace. Like I said, I had like a really terrible breakup, but it had been almost a year. So it had been a long time, but my business had started like right at the same time where that breakup happened. So I'd been so focused on work that I wasn't, it wasn't even like a priority. And I know people say that, but like, it truly wasn't. I was so involved in like having my baby, my business grow, um, that that had been the focus for like the past year. So I came into this just like wanting fun. So whether that was like, a relationship or like a hookup or like just meeting new friends and new people that was more my goal I think if anything I was like oh I'm gonna be on tv I don't want to have any like romance on tv like that's I don't know is that gonna be like a bad look I think it's like the southerner in me that was like mm, not proper you know what I mean totally we'll tell you that that was not the case and it was unavoidable so really so we're gonna get to see that I don't regret it for a second but I definitely didn't go in with like that was my intention so we'll like see that in the next week or two or four. For sure. What about, was anyone, who was the biggest like, what's the word? Like who was the most excited for the actual cameras? Like was there one of the counselors oh, that she- Niall. Niall for really? sure. I don't think, I talked to Niall in another interview we were doing and he was like, I wasn't nervous at all. And I was like, he's not lying. He was not nervous at all. He was fine with it he likes you know he loves to be he's super energetic he's got a huge personality he likes to be on camera he likes to be front and center and he owns it which I do, do you think anyone was there for like the wrong reasons like do you think anyone was i mean you don't have to mention names but do you think anyone was there for the cameras to be on tv the fame as opposed to like i love camp and i want to get away for the weekend yeah um it's probably a mix for some people. I wouldn't say anyone was there just for that because everyone does have really strong ties to camp and really strong reasons they wanted to come, um, which will all be obvious, I think, as you continue watching. But but yeah, so definitely some people more than others were more excited about the Bravo factor than the camp factor, that's for sure. And you think now that that's continuing, like, you know, like on social media and just like trying to get that part out there that I'm on Camp Getaway and I'm on Bravo? Yeah, but you know what? I think we all are. Cause we're all just trying to do our best. You know, it's been a year of work and it's been awesome and super exciting, but it's been a lot of work. And I think we all just want to make the most of it and the best of it and make sure people see it. Um, at least for me too, you know, the hope was that this show, you know, would make the camp even more popular and they would have even more guests and be more successful. And like, I drank the camp bug juice so hard. Like I will go back to this camp, whether Bravo is there or not for you know, as long as I can like see, like I am fully in it. You so love I think it. I do. I love it. I like for as tough as the summer was, it was equally as amazing. And I think all the promotion and stuff that we're doing, a big part of that comes from like, I want the camp to do well, you know, right? as much as, much as the show is about us, like the show's about the camp. It's not really about us. And now, so this was filmed last summer. Yeah. And then do you know what, the plan was like, was there a plan to film again this summer? Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, they don't like if COVID wasn't 
taking yeah, place. Yeah, they hadn't said anything. I think maybe we would have probably known. We definitely actually, mid-May, we would have known by now probably. But um, as of right now, the camp is planning to open in some capacity like mid-June. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like or what the structure is going to be. And we definitely don't know anything as far as filming. I mean, you know, most, I don't think anywhere they're back to filming yet. I don't think any like studios or production companies are back yet. So. I don't think so either. I mean, I, I know. I heard early June for some of the shows to start up again, but like, what is that going to look like? It's going to be different, you know? It's going to be different. Like when I talked to David, you know, the camp owner, I know that he was, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. Like, I know he said that it was probably going to extend the season and go to like the end of October. I love. We did one weekend there in the fall and it's beautiful. And it's, it's amazing. When it's not hot, it's like life changing. So hopefully, I hope for him that he can, you know, recover some of the time lost because, you know, this is his, him and his family's. Everything. I know. And it's just like, I wonder if it'll have to be like open, but in a limited capacity. I know. Because like. So many people to run that huge of a place too. It's like, can you afford to have all the staff you need, but only like, you know, half capacity of guests? I don't know. Right. Well, that's the same thing. I have a friend who's like, does PR for restaurants in New York. And she's like, restaurants in New York cannot open at 20%. It just, it, it can't work. No. Like they can stay closed before they can open at 20 or 30%. It just won't, it just doesn't work that way. You know, it's wild. So I don't know, but I mean, I, I know that was a concern of David. So, but you guys don't know anything yet, really no. what's happening. No, we don't know. We're in, we're in the dark too. I think everyone's in the dark right now. But you'll go, like if this opens in June and they're like, we, we need you to work. Yeah. I mean, we have, um, there's other social coordinators every weekend. It's not just us. I think right. Like a couple of them on the show. We have like a, a Facebook group that we're all in and like, We've already talked about like we're gonna go help open the camp even before guests come if they need it and like I'm I'm in I just like you just you know it's camp you like establish these bonds with people it's crazy and I I know it sounds a little cheesy but like these people like truly like I would do anything for and they've been nothing but supportive to us in this whole role because we kind of came into their world um, and they were just like accepted us so so openly it was great. There's no is there any like jealousy like were there camp counselors there that wanted to be on this show that just didn't get chosen and they're like well who the hell is Sophia she's been here for a day and I've been here for three years and why am I not on Bravo yeah I think I think there might have been a little of that I didn't hear too much of it because I since I was new like they weren't talking to me about it I think Monica and Adam um heard a little bit more of that because I think it is you know you're coming into like their super special place like this this place is so unique and the reasons you come are like to escape, right? So when cameras are there, it's like, well, I feel exposed. Like, I can't feel like I can act myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think there was a little bit of that, but you know, we, like I said, we were working for the camp. So when we got there, we all had that attitude. And I think really quickly people realized like, oh, they're, they're here and like they're in. And um, so we just kind of had to work, work our way in, but it wasn't too hard because everyone's so friendly. I think any walls people add up, we like knock down pretty quick. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, well, I mean, hopefully it'll open back up. No. What was like, what was the best part of filming, like being on the Bravo show? Like what was the best and what was like the worst? Um, the best part of filming is I get to rewatch my summer. Like, I get to rewatch whenever I want all of this fun. And like right now it's like what I need so badly is a reminder of like, I'm going to get to have fun again and like be with people and be outside and be drinking and like 
this couldn't have come at a better time. So I love getting to relive everything. Um, I think some of it will be harder to rewatch as the episodes come up, but um, it is nice to be able to like have like that memory captured so well, you know, like when else in your life you're going to get to have professional photographers following your memory. It's like home movies that it it is. It's home movies in the best way. (laughs) And like, what's the worst thing? Um, the worst thing about filming, no subject was off limits. And I, I realized I had no idea because I'm such an extrovert and like, I have no problem talking to anyone. Um, always thought of myself as like a super open person. I realized that there were some topics that I like really held very close to my heart and I was pretty private about. And I didn't realize, I guess, that other people weren't closer, like didn't really, I don't know how to say this. Um, I'm just way more private than some of the other people or just people in general. And I didn't know that. It's like, it's like a crazy like psychology lesson this whole past summer of like, I didn't realize kind of how guarded and how private I was about things, especially when it came to relationships. So the hardest thing was when you didn't want to talk about something, like you kind of had to anyways. Um, I mean, you didn't, right? They can't make you say anything or make you talk about anything, nor would they. But you know, I signed up to be on a reality show and you, you have to be open. People are watching it because they want to see the real thing. They don't want to see this. Everything's great and happy and like bright all the time. Totally. You think you were the most guarded of everybody. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Who was, I mean, I guess Nile, who was the most open girl? Um, I think Monica. Really? Yeah. Just because Monica is like one of those super strong personalities and she, she's very much in the camp of I'm going to do me and if you don't like it, I don't care, which is awesome. And like, I totally, totally support her for that. And that's just who she is. And she never, she never falters from that. So I think she has no problem discussing anything really. Are you like, do you live, I mean, cause she's in Boston. Like, do you guys see, like, did you see each other? Like, did you yeah. keep in touch? Yeah, we do. I mean, obviously I haven't seen her since quarantine started, um, but she, since we stopped filming, she like came to a ton of my events and like has been super supportive and brought friends. Um, and like I babysit her dog for her now when she goes away. So yeah, we stay pretty close, which is really nice. I just, as soon as I heard Boston, I was like, oh my God, they're so far away. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. But I mean, like to your point, four hours when you're catching up on calls is not bad. Yeah. And I'm lucky. I mean, I, you know, I own my own business. So like, I didn't have any like, oh, I can't leave until five or like, oh, I have to try to sneak out of the office early. Like there's none of that. So I could, if I wanted to, sometimes I'd like get on the road early and like drive in the middle of the day because it didn't matter. And then I just hang out at camp until everyone else got there. Funny. I used to get to camp probably a solid like three hours earlier than everyone else. So by the time everyone got there, I'd be like, Hello, I've had three glasses of rosé waiting for all of you. So thank you so much for coming. <laughs> and you're still single now? Ooh, you're going to have to watch. I can't answer that question. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So maybe you or you're actually out of everybody, maybe you actually found something even though you weren't looking for it. You never know. You never know. Going to have to watch. Um, what was I going to say? Have you guys heard from David during all of this? Yeah, he's been so great, like sending like supportive emails and like keeping us all in the loop of what's going on with camp. Um, he's such like a father figure, you know, to like all of us. And, and so nice. 
so nice. His family is so nice. His wife is always there. The kids come to camp. Like, it's great. And so nice. What would you be doing if, with your summers if you didn't discover, like, what would you have done last summer? Um, beaches. I would have been in Nantucket a lot. I would have been in the vineyard, Cape. That's like what I love best about New England. There's so many gorgeous beaches and like beach bars and things like that. I missed a lot of rooftops, which was that a lot of rooftop action last summer. My girlfriends were pissed, but, um, but it was fun. It was worth it. Are there a lot of people in your building or everyone's kind of left? Like my building is dead. It's like 30% capacity. Yeah, especially my, my neighborhood is like bougie neighborhood. So everyone is like second houses. So yeah, my apartment building is so quiet, which is half the reason I'm like, can you just open my gym for me? <laughs> There's no one Listen, here. I've already tried that here. There's not one person here. I mean, there is, but hardly. And I've tried the same thing. And I I'm just like- yeah, I asked if I could rent one of the Pelotons from our gym. I was like, please just let me take it to my apartment. I don't even need it. Down my place is just like, we will be fine. So I guess there's like a huge fine, I think, if you open it. Yeah. But I was like, but who's going to know if you open it at like four in the morning? No, like, I'll get up. No problem. From And they're like, it, it's not happening. And I'm like, oh Doesn't my work. God. I know. I'm like, kill me now. Like, that's really all I want at this point in my building. If you could just open the gym, I don't need any of the other. I don't. I mean, do you think, do you have anybody on Bravo? You know, just, I mean, I know we're not doing press now, so that's a little different. But, you know, technically, it's like we were talking about the other night on our Instagram Live. Like, I could see, you know, maybe three or four of you being the bartenders on Watch What Happens Live. Would love that. Absolutely. Which would be great. And it would be virtual. But, like, are you, like, what was I going to say? Like, is there anyone from Bravo? You know, like, if you were, like, in that world, like, if this explodes, like, do you, are you dying to meet anybody in particular from the oh, Bravo Andy. world? Andy. I'm dying to meet Andy. Of course. He's my number one. Like, no doubt. So I would love to be bartender. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many people. I'd love to meet Kate. I love Kate. Um, I really Kate. loved Aisha. I don't know if she's going to come back on another season, but she was just, like, talk about the most positive bubbly, like delightful person. Um, she'd be up there too from below deck. Um, well, you will meet Andy. Andy. I mean, you'll meet, you'll virtually, virtually meet Andy if you are a bartender. Yeah, I hope so. Or if there's a reunion or something. Although I don't know if they do reunions for first seasons. I don't think they usually They might, do. they might. It depends on how much drama we can expect from all of you. Yeah, well, there's no, there's gonna be no, uh, no debt of that, that's for sure. Really? Okay, so we're, we're like getting into the drama. He, this this episode, like this is the turning point. Like it is, like heat is turning up. It's all been really? super, super nice, I think, until now. <laughs> Did David kind of stay out of all the drama or was he just like, I can't believe what the hell is going on? Oh, he, he stayed out and less involved, like safety of guests or, you know, concern of guests in any way. But otherwise, if it was between us, he was like, you guys are adults, like figure it out. <laughs> Who do you think is stricter? I mean, I know you don't know these people in real life, but between like Claire on your show and, or like Kate Chastain. Um, so I got to know Claire really well and like Claire runs a tight ship, which you have to, to keep that many drunk guests like safe and in order and whatever, keep the camp running. Um, but she's such a softy and such a sweetheart. So I don't, I don't know. I maybe, maybe Kate, I think Claire, like Claire might snap at you, but she's also the first to like give you a compliment. And I feel like we just see mostly attitude from Kate. So I would probably go with Kate. That's all true. Do you <laughs> think, did most, do you feel most of the guests 
went there on the weekends for like the activities we want to get away to drink or just to get laid um all of the above <laughs> i mean it's it's wild to think about right you have that many people and if i had to guess i'd say 80 percent of them are single if not more um and like the cool thing about camp is like you do as much as you want or you do as little as you want so like you can go and just drink all weekend and like hang out by the lake and like work on your tan or like you know, relax, read a book, whatever. Or you can like be up and like, I'm going to start with outdoor yoga and then I'm going to the ropes course and then I'm going to hike and then I'm going to do archery and then I'm going to do trapeze lessons. It's like, you can do as much or as little as you want. Um, but I think at the end of the day, everyone for the most part comes to meet people because where else are you going to go to meet that many people in such like a friendly, welcoming atmosphere? Like that just doesn't exist. Like bars aren't like that. Like half of my job was walking up to people I didn't know and being like, Hey, I'm Sophia. What's your name? Where are you from? Like, I would never do that at a bar. I don't know what the right. difference is, but like, that's just not who I am. And in camp, it's like all bets are off. Everyone mingles with everyone. It's amazing. Do you agree with what Randall says about like, you know, the, the pickings were slim for men. This is how she justifies going after who she went after in the Aww. first two episodes. <laughs> I mean, she says, she said it in part of not like revealing anything. She's yeah, yeah. just like, this is why I went after him because the pickings were slim. It's like, even I, with a guess. Yeah. I mean, I, th I felt like the pickings were slim for us. I don't know. Randall and I have the same exact type. We realized it from like day one. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think the pickings were slim, which is like, how is that possible considering there were like 300 people there every week? Yeah. Um, maybe we're just picky. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't stop me. We'll just we'll leave it at that. Do most people come from New York or they come from all over? Yeah, from New York City, right? It's mostly New York City. I'd say at least half are from New York City. Um, which is part of what we we're going to try to do this year is like get some more New England people to come because I just think people don't know it exists here. Whereas it's like more prevalent in New York. Um, it's great though, like from New York, like technically if you go up there and you meet someone who is age appropriate, career appropriate, like you're all coming back to the same city. It really is like a summer share. It, it absolutely is. And it's, yeah, the people who come are like, you know, young, hardworking professionals, great jobs. Like it's all, it's all awesome people. That's good. Is there anything else you want to like leave us with? Do you want us to know anything else about you? Is there anything else you would like us to cover? This is yeah. your time. Yeah, no, I think we got we got most of it. I just think I want to like encourage everyone if you're like on the fence about it, like keep watching. It takes time to set up a new show, and you know what I love most on other Bravo shows is the relationships, right? Whether it's friendships or the romances or the people who hate each other, like all of that stuff is what keeps me coming back for more. And I think you know the first two episodes were really background, and I think from episode three on, it's just it's really going to start to get really good. And um, next weekend is our LBGTQ weekend, which is really fun. That Friday will be good. Super fun. Um, is that this episode three or it's this one? This episode, yeah. And okay. it, they like really spice things up. We'll just say like the normal routine of like what happens every weekend at camp was like up, up a level. So it was super fun. And I think, listen, I think people need, I think a whole first season, like people need to give it a minute to get to know the characters. You just got to give it a minute. I know. I totally agree. And that's for any new show. I think it's different, right? Like say there's a new season of Housewives or a new season of Below Deck, you know what to expect. So they don't have to take all the time to go into that. They get right into the characters. Whereas, you right. know, 
hard for a new show to stick on any channel, right? Because it, it does take time to develop. Um, so yeah, so I hope people keep watching because I, I'm so excited for this episode and for things to start heating up. I'm so, now you got me so, I didn't realize this was the gay weekend. So I'm very excited. Yes, it's so fun. I mean, it was, I was excited before, but now I'm like really excited for this weekend. Yeah, it was my favorite weekend, hands down. That's like amazing. So now where can we all find you on Instagram or any other social media platforms? Absolutely. So my Instagram is Sophia underscore A underscore D'Angelo because someone has my name. Um, and then it's just Sophia Ann on Facebook. And what else? Oh, Soph underscore D'Angelo on Twitter. That's amazing. And I am at David Yontef and our show is at Behind Velvet Rope. And guys, if you're listening to this, and you're a huge fan of our show, remember, that's great, but please subscribe. And leaving a five-star write-up review of this show, it's kind of like voting. If you're not happy with who the president is and you didn't vote, that's on you. So don't think that I have so many good reviews that you don't need to leave another one. Every write-up with five stars counts. So please go and just leave one because you guys, if you like this and you don't want the show to go anywhere, that's what's going to keep us going. So, and subscribe. And hopefully you'll be listening too. Oh yeah, I can't wait. And I'm going to be watching. Everyone truly needs to watch Camp Getaway. It is a great show. It is part Summer House. It is part Below Deck. And I even think with a little bit of Vanderpump Rules thrown in there. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, we'll keep in touch. I'll, I'll like see you in the Instagram lives. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me. Anytime. I really appreciate you taking your time. I'm sorry. I was on with a housewife and I'm sorry I ran late in getting this started. I'll I'll tell you who it is after, but like, I mean, I never keep people waiting. It's not my speed. So I really appreciate it. All good. Thank you so much. And keep in touch for real. I will. I will. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.